I know it's been a while. I was away. Carl's been doing some stuff, getting ready to live in the Cape and start work. Uh, yeah, I started a job, so I'm not in New York anymore. We were supposed to Big exciting news. We we're supposed to do an episode with Julian last week. School came up. He couldn't do an episode. Carl was too busy with work to do an episode. I was yep. at the final four in New Orleans. I couldn't do an episode. Val doesn't have his recording stuff at school. He couldn't do an episode. So so as as you guys may presume, we were incapable of doing an episode. Yes, yes. But Carl, I just need to rub something in your face because when I said that I was going to the final four, you let all our listeners know that I'm going to go watch my team lose to Duke. Yo, we don't have to do this recording. Like. It, it, it was <laughs> it was the most electric sporting event I have been to in a very long time. Caleb Love's late dagger of a three-pointer was unreal. Uh. Baycott getting injured and then coming back. The dude had 20. Shut up. Baycott with like 21 rebounds. I was about to say 21 boards. Um, yeah, screw that guy. And the fact that RJ Davis played eight minutes in the second half without coming off the floor with four fouls. Oh, he played amazing. Like, like the, the main issue why I'm not really upset about that game is because of how great it was on both ends. And also I just won my fantasy basketball. So I just won some money. I don't care anymore. I'm, I'm happy basketball's like coming to an end. Well, I mean, we still got playoffs coming up, but that's exciting but like I, I got my money i'm good now yeah that so in the last two years carl has won how much money in fantasy how much you win uh the past two years well yeah because i didn't win this year i won last year so let's uh, go for two years i i so i won 350 this year coming in first and then last year i got my money back so i've won 400 dollars in fantasy See, I won fourteen hundred last year. Yeah, but the main thing is next year we're all making real money, so hundred dollar buy-in. <laughs> My buy-in's two fifty, so it is what it is. Exactly. Well, you're you're with grown like adults, like yes. in they're like they they're middle aged adults, like yep. that's not twenty like young twenty year olds. No, that's that's what. Adults putting in 250 is like 20 year olds putting in 20 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, $50 with 10 people and we have some stipulations. So I only get 350, but I'm with it. I watched Coach K's career end in his 100th game against North Carolina. Ended his career 50 50. My... Saw Shane Pattier, I... saw Paul Pierce. My sister walked next to Jamie Foxx. I, I won my fantasy basketball and I started a new job on Cape Cod. So we're all up to new things. <laughs> hey, yo, welcome back to the high kicks podcast. How we doing? What is good? Carl back with Brian finger guns as always. I still don't get the whole finger guns thing. I will do it to the day I die in this bloody podcast now. Okay. Uh, so we've been away for a couple weeks. Um, if we were to cover every single game that we missed, this would be like a two and a half hour episode. So we are. You guys would just not like us. Yeah, you, we, 
we wouldn't like us. Like it, yeah. It there's a lot that happened. Yeah, we missed the games last week. Um, the only like crazy result I feel like that we missed last week that we can just touch on briefly is the fact that Brentford beat Chelsea four one. But yes, in a fantastic fashion. But that's really but... that's really all we need from the week that we missed. Yes. And then so um what. We can also mention the Palace Arsenal. Palace, like Palace, cla- yeah, Palace, Palace was impressive. Arsenal. So, yeah, that's about. Got to give some props there as well. All the big stuff that we missed, you know, from last week. So we're just gonna. We got a couple games that we want to talk about, touch upon, go a little deep. Um, we're a little late to this, but we're gonna break down our thoughts on the World Cup groups. We're going to have a little debate conversation type of thing about a specific French striker. Yes. And we're going to predict like six games, seven games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's six, but literally um, a couple are currently up to change based on Champions League games for next week. I don't even think that's for this week. Yep. But look out for... Actually, it's in a little more than like it, it's two weeks, but 24th and 25th, I believe. Yes. Yes. Um, so games are subject to change. So I want to start off with two matches. Both results shocked me beyond. Yeah. So Carl and I have been absolutely. <laughs> 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 I had to do a long, long sigh for that one. So, so as you guys are all aware, Carl and I have been absolutely dogging on Everton all season. Rightfully so. They have been trash. Fully deservedly so. Fully deservedly so. They they are garbage. However, as the relegation battle for them started to heat up. They host Manchester United. Yes. And come away with a 1-0 win. Carl? Bruh. How does that make you feel? So you want to talk about the Arsenal game now? <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, I, a couple things. If I'm gonna be honest, yeah. I'm just truly disappointed within this game. They just really did not come out with a flair that and Pretty much no, like, I'm going to use the word attacking prowess. Like, I got to bring it back. Like, they they just were doing nothing on the offensive side of the pitch. They just really were not threatening in their chances. And just even here and there, they were able to have some buildup. But nothing was really threatening. I, I, I don't know what it was about this side. I just was not impressed. So when Ragnick took over, United was sitting in seventh. And they were like 11 points off of the top of the table. Yes. We are now however many months into his tenure as an interim manager. United are still sitting seventh, which isn't terrible, but they're no. they're 23 points off of the lead. Yeah, they are garbage now. It doesn't really seem like they have a chance to get back into the Champions League for next season. Oh, no, I don't even think they would have been able to make a run based on their current form. Yeah, but. so United shambles. 
I literally just falling in shambles. We have to see what coach is picked up and really where this team goes. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. And then actually a team that we've been loving watching, like we both hate them drastically, yep. but I did mention them slightly earlier. Arsenal also played not as disappointing of a game because man, you was literally just in shambles, but they ended up losing to Brighton at home and Arsenal losing at home is just a very surprising feat, especially this deep in the season, especially, and to Brighton. especially with to Brighton and especially with how tight the table race is right now. Yeah, so they are not confidently in a top four place, and they really were. They they had everything all but locked, it seemed, and then getting bent over a barrel by Palace and then losing to Brighton. They now sit 30 matches played, 54 points. They're three points back of Spurs with a game in hand. Although Spurs yeah. have a plus 10 on them in terms of goal differential. So Spurs 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 are playing well. Arsenal needs Spurs to drop points somewhere for yeah. Arsenal to have a chance at top four now. It's no longer in their control. It was in their control, and then they lost two matches that they shouldn't have. Kane's picking it up. Son has been playing amazing all season and Spurs is just clicking in the proper parts of the pitch right now where you're really able to see the side flourish. So I'm really interested to see if they actually will drop points because they're playing really great football right now. I that that win against Villa oh my and God. the way that they're playing. Did you see Kane's header through ball assist to Son? Yeah. Like Oh my god. Oh my god. It was that, that, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful ball. Yeah. I I don't get it anymore. Like I I hate it. Kane was like, "Okay, I'm not going to play like amazing at the beginning of the season." And of course, like Now he is. We have to bash on him a little bit because of that because of his price tag and everything. But oh my goodness, is he showing that he deserves to be right up there? Like, I remember seeing a stat earlier this week that said that Tammy Abraham is the current uh, number one scorer for um, English scorers right now. Strikers? He, uh, all all English players. Okay. He, he is the number one scorer currently. Okay. Uh, Kane has that number matched, and I'm pretty sure he's passed him now. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That Spurs match was not the result i was expecting no not at all no. they played very 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 well i was expecting something close like honestly i was expecting villa to have like some threat yep. throughout the game nothing no nothing Spurs midfield shut everything down i've really liked seeing emerson right now He's been playing amazing which is just really bizarre because earlier in the season he was one of the biggest like flops of that side, but I, I'm loving what I'm able to see out of him. Do you know who's been Dyer's a revelation still... for them? Who? Dejan Kulishevsky. Oh yeah, of course. He he started to fall out of favor at Juve and then slid over to Spurs. They're looking into triggering his permanent move this summer instead of waiting another year because it would save them money. Because he he has taken more a spot yeah. within the starting line. I mean that front and three, deservedly so. That front three with Kulishevsky, K, 
Kane and Son is lethal. Lethal. Exactly. They've been the best front three in the Prem in the last couple of weeks. Spurs have been looking for that other winger, and I think they honestly have found someone who can fit that role. So they ha- I'm just going to Freeberg who can roll in from the back. They have a lot of other players who can play deeper and they needed more like one more attacking threat, I would say, because they got with it. their midfield, they don't they don't have anything in the midfield really where it's like, okay, this dude's going to like take on everyone and create the chance similar to like a Bruno or similar to like more adept cams within the premier league like even philip coutinho like when we're able to see coutinho going off like he's able to create his own chances you don't really see that from spurs midfield so the fact that they're able to have another creator up top is so essential within that side yeah so i'm gonna read spurs last four results for everybody right now going back to march 16th they have a 2-0 win against brighton a 3-1 win against West Ham, a 5-1 drilling of Newcastle, and a 4-0 bashing of Villa. Yeah, so if you guys are wondering, Spurs is on a run of form that we don't see very often. Nope. They are... Conte, the Conte effect is starting to, I think, hit. I think it takes managers a little bit of time to get everything going, and I think he kind of has everything going the way he wants it to right now. Most definitely right now. Yeah. He's just sitting so comfortable within his position. And at first we were really talking about pressing it and being like, okay, maybe Conte is not the answer. I I sort of regret saying that. I said that a little prematurely, very similar to what I was saying about Arteta. Arteta needed more time. Conte needed literally just a couple months. a little bit more time yeah like our arteta actually needed time like conte i bit way too early on like yeah. bashing the spurs side mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they're playing amazing and they're currently deserving of a top four finish yep i i form. totally agree so before we slide into the game of the weekend in terms of the billing the paper how it actually yes. played out i just want to say yes. that Brentford is on a roll. They beat West Ham 2-0. Yes. I'm very happy for the Bees. They're definitely looking like they're going to stay up this year and be back in the Prem next year. I'm loving that from them, honestly, because at some points it was on and off, but they are really pretty comfortable at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm loving it. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think they'll be able to keep the momentum until next or through next season. I'm, we'll see with that Erickson yeah. pickup and everything if they can continue with that. I'm assuming he leaves. Yeah. I would love to see him back at Spurs. Oh, oh, literally, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, like I would love it, but I hate Spurs, so no. But like, yeah, well, it would like, just obviously in, in terms of the comeback story. In terms of the comeback story and in terms of him, yes. Yes. In terms of that Spurs side, I, it'd be scary. No. <laughs> Fair. So, Liverpool City. Title on the line. Game starts five minutes in. De Bruyne finds the back of the net. Nuts. Eight minutes later, Diogo Jota finds the back of the net. All great goals, by the way. There's a moment in this match where Ederson pulls an Ederson, 
and has the ball on the goal line and Joda is sliding in to take him out, get the ball and put the ball in the net. And Ederson was just like, nope, shimmied the ball away, got it out, cleared his lines, hated to see it. But that's just Ederson. Yeah, I, I love his footwork. His footwork is insane. So the second goal, Gabriel Jesus's run late in the first half was yeah. perfect. Perfect. Yes. He, yes. he burned Trent Alexander-Arnold. I know the whole notion that Trent can't defend. He defended decently well in that match. He also like was playing on the opposite side of that play, so it kind of threw off his like feeling of where the field was. Stuff happens. Stuff I, I'm going to say like, but the finish from Jesus was brilliant. Yes. I do think I don't like, there's no doubt that this game was just so back and forth and that currently the title race just remains in the final games. I actually, I think it might come down to if Steven Gerrard can take points off city in the last match of the season. You really think it's going to be that late? Well, I, I might. Well, looking at their current, because I re- recall seeing something showing. City has the easier remaining game. schedule. Exactly. City yeah. has the easier remaining schedule, but they are playing Tottenham. No, City already played Spurs twice. Oh, so is Liverpool playing Tottenham? Yes. Liverpool's playing Tottenham. Liverpool's That's got United and Spurs left to go. Yeah. The United games have pushover, sorry, from a United fan, Fair. but like did you, that Tottenham game's gonna be impressive. Did you see Liverpool's second goal? I did not see Mane's goal. So Henderson has the ball on the right side, plays it up, the ball bounces over to Trent. Trent hits the ball to Mo. Mo turns and plays a curled grounded through ball, like splitting the entire Man City defense leading Mane in front of everybody for a one-touch finish around er, Ederson. Jesus Christ. It was beautiful. Well, yeah, it's Mo. Mo, every time he touches the ball recently. Yeah. The, The entire match was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and highly attacking, creative play from the fullbacks, it was one of the best matchups of fullbacks I've ever seen. Walker, Cancelo, yeah. Trent, Andy. Like. They're some of the best of the world. Definitely some of Arguably the best. Arguably the, the best. Arguably the best at their position, literally, yep. um, in terms of left back and right back. Yep. It, it was. It was a great great match all the way down to the wire there were chances actually the very end of the match Riyad Mahrez has a chance Allison's coming yeah. out of the net Mahrez has a chance to slide it around him he goes to chip him he chips it too high if that ball goes in the net the title race is over exactly the title race is still not over the craziest thing about this game, though, was that City were still able to play slightly City ball, but Liverpool were just able to put the pressure on when they needed to and still were able to capitalize when they needed to. Liverpool it flipped a switch in the second half. The momentum swings. The momentum swings were crazy in this match. They scored that equalizer like a minute into the second half. Yeah. 
like beautiful, beautiful. That entire game flipped its head once whistle blew for half. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see how this title race plays out. Um looking at It's one of the more exciting ones in recent years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It I'm getting vibes of the ninety nine ninety eight year. Yeah. Not the year nineteen like it do you know what I'm talking about? Like ninety nine points nine yeah. That. Not nineteen nineties, because yeah. Because why would we be talking about that? Exactly. Exactly. We were born. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, for the season that uh, started in 98 and ended in 99, you weren't alive. Yeah, I know. I wasn't even alive. I was I born was. literally the 99-2000 season. I-, I was alive. Wow, cool. You're so cool, Brian. How does it feel that we graduated college at the same time? <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> so, all right, moving on yeah. from our tomfoolery, real quick. Did you uh, hold on, hold on? Did you just say tomfoolery? Tomfoolery, bro. I'm working at a five star resort. What do you think it's gonna happen? Oh <laughs> I'm gonna start God. saying some stupid stuff so before we get into this little debate yeah let, let's do the world cup no 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 no. um oh debate first i just want to talk brief champions league just very yeah. very brief champions league. well champions league is kind of what's spawning the debate so liverpool beating benfica 3-1 great luis diaz scoring great. against benfica great especially because he's a former former porto player uh, City went against Atletico. Atletico's five five zero formation. Atletico didn't even have a shot. Um, oof. They still lost. They st- they they lost. City City wins that one now. Bayern ended up losing to Villarreal, but yeah. leg two. Leg we'll two. see what happens. And then the big one is Chelsea losing three one at home to Real Madrid. Real Madrid did what they did to PSG to Chelsea. Kareem Benzema has six goals in his last two Champions League matches. Yeah. Like, on Fine wine. Ages like fine fine wine. wine. So, I want to use that as a little segue into a conversation that I've been seeing coming up all over basically a bunch of footy pages that I follow Yep. talking about has Benzema surpassed Henri as the best French striker to play. You can go first. Well, I asked the question. All right, fine. I'll go first then. I'm still not taking Benzema because I've seen Henri with the eye test. And also, so we had this conversation slightly before the show started just to prep, just to hear our own ideas about this. And um, I said Cantona would probably be the choice for French striker of old. Henri would be the overall choice for best French striker all time. And then Benzema would be for our current generation. 
But there are things that I believe Benzema does better than Henri. I just do not think er, Benzema is better based on the eye test. So, I actually do. Henri was... You do, but but even 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 in terms of eye test. So, Henri is flashier. Yeah, exactly. But, but That's that, what but we, that, we value different things. But flash doesn't mean better. We value different when you're, things. Though. When you're talking about, or at least when I'm talking about eye test, I'm talking about technical ability. I'm talking about. Um, I'm saying so here. Let, let me say yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Henri's ability to specifically try to dribble at opponents and be able to develop his own shots within. Um, really close ranges and really pressure opponents in more ways than just pressing on the back line and being more of like a target man who can finish anything and also has like the ability to like do a step over into a shot and such but like Henri is able to like create everything because he was able to create it from the wing as well and also able it's a lot because of the speed element that I want to give it to Henri, as well as his ability just on ball with his dribbling. But Benzema, as of recently, off ball and his ability to just take a shot, at it, it's bar none in terms of French strikers. I also, so like, Benzema has scored more goals than Henri. Yes, that that's also like a massive consideration in less matches played. Yep. The only thing Henri has is that world cup. Yes. And had Benzema not had issues with the champs Fra- France, won the France world would cup. have won that world cup even easier. So I agree with that. Also, at the age that Kareem Benzema is, Thierry Henry was in the MLS. All right, that's a fair consideration as well. Longevity is a huge consideration, and Benzema is yeah. I hadn't really factored that in. Thirty-four it, yeah, years no. old, playing scoring hat tricks back to back in Champions in the League Champions matches. League against PSG and Chelsea. PSG and Chelsea, who have two of the best defenses in the world. And goalkeepers. They actually had last season the two best goalkeepers in the world in terms of Yashin yes. Trophy and FIF Pro World 11. What did you just drop? Yes. I didn't drop anything. I bumped my mic. Bruh. <laughs> God, Carl. <laughs> so, like, I understand the whole Thierry Henry debate. But I don't like to throw these terms around much, but I kind of do think it's a nostalgia merchant debate because all of the numbers point to Kareem. All of the longevity stuff points to Kareem. I kind of think in terms of some of the passing and the playmaking and the off ball stuff. And I know you're going to say that Henri wasn't supposed to be off ball, but yeah, but off ball matters. Off-ball does matter, and he did, like, what I'm saying is Henri was more versatile off-ball because he played that wing, sort of. He was capable of playing that left wing as well as playing the striker, 
So he was capable of having balls played in, and then he was able to drift inside. Yeah. I like, just... he primarily played striker, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he was able to drift out wide and be a substantial threat on that side. Like, he would take two defenders. Of course, like, Benson was taking on both of the center backs, but he would be able to draw the center back out, take both of them, and then create a chance. Fair. I just, given that it's 11 less games for Benzema, 13 more goals, 10 more assists. The craziest thing is with both of them, they both have scored under 30 PKs in their careers. I know. Like, neither of them were PK merchants. No, not at all. So, I don't know. I think it's a tough debate. I do think, though, by the time it's all over, it won't be a debate. By the time it's all over, it sort of has to be Benzema because of his overall success. And also, people will be as one of the things that used to always take away from this Benzema argument was his success with Ronaldo, but with his personal success as being the dominant force at Real Madrid for the time after Ronaldo and still bringing success to the club has to show. I just need to know on the website that I'm looking at for all these stats, Lewandowski, Kane, Holland, and Zlatan are also there for the comparison because that's just the link I clicked on. Holland has 134 goals in 163 matches. Yeah. But I'm going to digress from that and go back to Henri and Benzema. I just, (laughs) I think Benzema has, the only thing you can really say for Henri is that World Cup. And as of right now, the the World Cup and, and my argument with the eye test and everything, because people value different things. Yes. I just... Benzema has been so underrated throughout most of his career. He's, I, I completely agree with you there. He's one of Real Madrid's all-time assist leaders. He's third in goals all-time for the club. He's going to pass Raul. Yeah. It, it is unbelievable what he's doing. He's also going to, should he continue at this pace, he's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year. I I need to see Real Madrid's success in Champions League, but if he Their makes it past team, this round, so team, yeah. team criteria or team success is a criteria that they're lessening in terms of how important it is. Oh, so I didn't actually know that. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. So Okay, that's actually substantial because that used to be a very relevant factor yes. within the champion within uh deciding yeah. the Ballon d'Or and if that's the case, Benzema has been the best player this year, very similar to the way that wasn't Mo the best player last year. Yeah. So, like, if Benzema gets a Ballon d'Or, I don't think there's a debate. If France wins the World uh, Cup in December, I don't think it's a debate at all. Uh, yeah, no. I just, there's a lot of nostalgia around Henri, and yeah, he was flashier, but I, I would still, I might want to take Benz. It all depends on what you're looking for. It, it does. It all depends on the players around them, too. Exactly. Because Benzema has had some 
great around him. But then when you look at Henri with Burkamp and yep. all these other greats, yep. like you, you can't knock that both of them have played with some of the best players in the world, like historically. Yep. And it, it's just hard to be like, either of them are better than one another. They played such a different play style yep. and were from different generations. It's difficult to make the comparison, but at the end of the day, we're here to make the comparison. I'm taking Henri. I'm taking Brian's going to take Benzema right now. Chances are by the end of his career, I will be taking Benzema because of how impressive his career has actually been. Yep. And also because I, I still have the Ronaldo factor a little bit for Benzema because I still recall those days when Ronaldo was carrying him, well, even so though he was still the putting thing, the thing with great that is, things. The thing with that is Ronaldo was carrying in terms of goal scoring. But that's Ronaldo was carrying everything on. on that team. But that's when Benzema racked up a large portion of his assists. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't knock Benzema. That's when Benzema, Modric, yeah. Cruz, Bale, like all knock, of them were just playing back. You can't knock Benzema for not having the goal scoring numbers because oh, he had a totally I'm different I'm not talking role. about goal scoring. I'm I'm just talking about that different role because yeah. he didn't have to have the killer mentality role the entire time. Like yeah. the way Thierry Henry was set up in every single system, he was essentially the guy. Even when he was with Messi, he was seen as one of the guys. Like it, it's just a different like Benzema was not seen in that same limelight mm -hmm. and of course, like now you have to regard him in that limelight. If you don't, you're ridiculous. You're delusional. Yep. But given given his his ability, because I don't even know if Henri is, a, is able to play behind people like that. That's kind of like in terms of versatility, like Benz can play behind and Benz can be the focal point. Yeah. It. It, it's to, it's a to each their own scenario. Exactly. But I think eventually it won't be. Exactly. Yeah. I think by the end of his career, especially with his Real Madrid success post Ronaldo. Yep. It, it's it's going to be bar none Benzema. Yep. And people may still be like, oh, yeah, Cantona. But I'm going to be honest with you. Cantona was able to say some really great speeches and. Thierry Henry was able to give us some great nostalgia. Yep. So, yep. like, not knocking anything about their play on the pitch, but Benzema's great. So, I I think that's going to wrap that up. Um, I'm just going to yeah, end it by saying, by saying Carl's wrong, I'm right, and we're going to slide into the World Cup groups. Uh, fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I have the power. So, um... The group's actually atypical for a World Cup. I'm looking at them right now. I don't actually see a straight-up group of death. No, like, neither do I. In Group A, I see the Netherlands taking that easily over Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. I, yeah, I think that's pretty much guaranteed, though. I think Senegal comes out as two. Senegal, too, is definitely a shout. I agree with you there just because Ecuador may be able to surprise, but Senegal has been more consistent. And then Group B with England, Iran, the U.S., and then either Ukraine, Scotland, or Wales. Yes. 
I think that's England and the U.S. I do. I really do. I want the U.S. and I really want them to be in there, but I think it's going to depend on it's going to depend on and availability. It's going to depend on health availability and who that third or that fourth side is. Exactly. Because Scotland and Wales will play England hard. And they also are pretty good matchups for USA. Yes. Though. Yes. Group C with Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Argentina should take Ar- that group. Yeah. And then I think it's Mexico. Poland Mexico. should. <sighs> Poland should. I watched a couple games of Mexico. I'm not yeah. super Mexico on needs, top Mexico of Mexico needs right to now. get it together. Exactly. But. Yeah, if they do get it together, I'm taking Mexico. Exactly, that's but the way where that I'm going Poland at. is capable of playing with Chesney and with um, Lewandowski, uh, they're capable of taking that game with those two yep. players alone. They don't yep. need the rest. And then, so I see where you're coming from. I need to wait a little bit. We'll obviously give better yeah. predictions on these groups as the World Cup gets closer, but it's April, so. And they came out. Yeah, so Group D, France, Denmark, Tunisia, and then either Peru, Australia, or the UAE. France and Denmark. France and Denmark. Yeah. There's not really much to say there. Yeah. Hopefully Ericsson can play. (laughs) Yeah. I think he will. He's already returned to international. He's scored for international. I... He's been lovely. I like... Group E. Group E will be very, very exciting. Yes. So we got Spain, Costa Rica, or New Zealand, Germany, and Japan. So I believe Spain and Germany are taking this. I believe Germany is going to be one. Spain's going to be two. But that can flip-flop because Spain has a very great young side that this may be their complete breakout as well as Japan having very good young talent where they're capable of scoring a goal or two. I'm possibly upsetting a team. They could make some noise. Exactly. Costa Rica. They're a threat. Should Costa Rica get through New Zealand? I think they could make some noise just because when you have Kaylor Navas in net, anything can happen. When you have Kaylor Navas and like a decent attacking threat, you're doing pretty good for yourself. So group F with Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I want to hear this from you. Who'd Belgium you- and Canada. Yeah, I think it's Belgium and Canada. Yeah. I don't even think Croatia should be in this conversation just because Croatia starting to age out. Yep. And of course, they were able to have that deep run a little while ago. But last time out, they were a little underwhelming canada is my dark horse like croatia level dark horse like i think canada could go far that's also what i wanted to say like canada's reminding me of the ajax from a couple years ago of these other sides the ajax from a couple years ago that you referred to one episode as the ajax of old ajax of old yeah and then like the croatia from a couple years ago like uh, yeah korea of two because why not um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah no uh canada's playing amazing football right now yes. i'm really loving what i can see and, and they're they... playing the way they're playing without alfonso davies and he's back now yeah and he's arguably their best player yeah him and jonathan david 
Yep. So I Belgium and Canada for me too. Group G is Brazil, Serbia, Cameroon, and Switzerland. I'm going to be taking Brazil and Switzerland. I think it could be Brazil and Serbia. Oh, why do you say Serbia? Dusan. Uh. Tadic and Vlahovic. Actually, yeah. This, Tadic, this may be his breakout. Tadic and Vlahovic. Well, they also have some other older talent. They do. Like, they do. I just, it, it could go between Switzerland and Serbia. It could go either way. I think it's Brazil. Honestly, I don't think we're talking enough about Cameroon. I was going to say Cameroon like is in there as well. I they think have they could really, I think they threats. could shake things up a little bit, but I don't know if like, I think yeah. they could ruin nah, somebody's chances agreeing. to qualify, but I don't think they can qualify. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So group H Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. So I'm going to be honest. They set it up this way so that Ronaldo goes through to the next round so that Ronaldo may win, like, a World Cup because, like, what what the fuck? Like, why why does Ronaldo get this group? So Ronaldo's taking it. Ghana's very good. Yeah, but Ghana's too. Uruguay is very good. Don't sleep on South Korea. Don't sleep on South Korea because of Sun, yeah. but, like, literally it's very similar to an Egypt situation also, where it's, like, it's on the best match of the entire world cup group stage is going to be Uruguay Ghana. Yeah. Do you remember what happened last time they played? No, that wasn't the bite. That was, which one was this one? The handball. Oh, the handball on the 120th minute that resulted in a missed PK. And then, um, Uruguay winning in PK. So I think Ghana is still very, very mad about that. I would be. Yeah. I I take Portugal and Ghana to go through, although you can't really discount Luis Suarez and Cavani. You can't, but they're aging now. Yeah, but Cavani still shows... C- Cavani has developed some bailitis where he... All I'm saying? He doesn't... All I'm saying? What? They're aging. I know. Because, like, the main thing is, like, if a young Ghana side puts pressure on Luis Suarez and Cavani for an entire match, they aren't going to hold up the same way that they used to. Mm-hmm. Like, both of them are very strong body um Well, Suarez strikers. might bite somebody, though. Yeah, exactly. He Suarez won't. may just have to straight up bite someone. He won't. Uh, I don't know about that. There's a possibility. It's a World Cup. Fair. Fair. He gets a little excited. He does. He does. Like he he plays Pitbull right before the match and he gets into it. Mr. Worldwide. Exactly. Why did you say but, wait, hold on, hold on. Why did you just say Pitbull? Because like Pitbull's bite. Okay. So interesting on that, just one little quick note there on dogs. <laughs> um yes, Pitbulls are responsible for a lot of dog attacks but they're also getting misidentified about 60 percent of the time i agree with that they are a very calm dog breed and they're adorable and a pit bull named tiger slept over at my house the other day and i miss him oh like pit bulls are amazing dogs but they just tend to get the blame because of mismanagement and also because like you said misidentification because a lot of rottweilers and other species are just as aggressive but we're a football podcast, so fuck off about the dogs. 
Um, let's move on. So you can say let's move on, but we will never say fuck off about the dogs. Take those words back right. right now because dogs are awesome and you don't get to say fuck off about the dogs. <laughs> no, like we'll talk about wolves. We'll talk about like the foxes. Fuck the dogs. What 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 are the dogs? What team are the dogs? I don't know, but they're fuzzy, cute, and they like belly rubs. I'm talking about the animal, not a team, but whatever. So Yeah, no shit, but I was talking about a team. That's why I said fuck dogs. <laughs> okay. So that's going to wrap up our World Cup um, little preview. We'll, I know we're really, really late on that. We already explained why. We're sorry, but it is what it is. But life happens. Yep. So We'll be back with a World Cup talk uh, probably around like November as we're leading into it. Exactly. And what? With the season wrapping up, we're going to get into some predictions. Yes, we are. Carl's back up on an 11-point lead because I did so goddamn bad. Yeah, so Brian did awful the past two weeks. I got seven points over the last two weeks. Yeah, and I was able to put up 13. So I had a decent score. Brian shot the bed, and then Val tied me in points. Um, He also had 13. Um, But... We aren't going to read off Val's predictions today. Uh, We're just going to add them on and let you know the score for next week. Val's been doing excellent as of recently. Congrats to him. Uh, If he was in this competition, he would not be wearing that doofy-ass hat that one of us will have to wear. I do. Before we get into the matches that we're going to predict, I do need to note the date-to-be-confirmed matches that we have been roasting all season that used to be 20 is now down to two. Yeah, so... um. They played them. They played them. Yeah. Yo, Carl, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first Hit and it. then you'll run it. Hit it. So starting off Spurs, Brighton, uh, Spurs being home and their run of form. I'm taking Spurs three. No, don't have to explain much. Man, you Norwich man use home. I'm going to take Norwich two nil. No, I'm fucking with you. I have to take <laughs> man. You two nil because I'm a man. You fan. But if I was a sane person, I'd probably take Norwich 2-0 because goddamn. Southampton, Arsenal. Arsenal is away. I'm going to take Arsenal 2-1. They've just been playing really well, and I think they're going to be able to pull out a win in this match. Watford, Brentford. I'm taking Brentford on their run of form. Even though they're away, I think they'll pull away with a 3-1 win because of Erickson's crazy play as of recent. Newcastle, Leicester, Newcastle's home, taking them 1-0. I think it'll be a scrappy match. They'll be able to pull out with the win. And then West Ham, Burnley, West Ham's home. They got clapped. They're going to clap back. I'm going to say 2-0. I want us to add four more games. Okay. What, what are the games? Bayern, Villarreal, okay. Real Madrid, Chelsea, Liverpool, Benfica, and Atletico, Man City. Okay. Well... So all run- Real's home. Yeah, I can. Oh, did you? Are you adding them to the spreadsheet? Because I can run it down real quick, and then you can go back and do those games. Yeah, you you run through it, and then yeah. So yeah. I'll run through the Prem and the Champions League matches, and then I'll throw it back to Carl for the other two, the other four Champions League matches. So I'm also gonna take Spurs three nil over Brighton. Spurs have been fantastic. I'm going to go United 1-0 over Norwich. I don't think they're going to bounce back with a 2-0. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a draw given United's form. 
but I'm gonna oh yeah, but I'm oh, gonna yeah. give them the one nil win. I think Arsenal takes down Southampton three one. I think this is a clapback game for Arsenal. Uh, Southampton's yep. form has been dipping. They lost six nil last week. I'm gonna go Brentford three one over Watford because Brentford is looking completely different lately. I am gonna take Newcastle here two one over Leicester. I don't yep. think they've liked their performances lately. And then I'm going to take West Ham 2-0 um, over Burnley. Yep. I'm staring at the game for Tuesday the 19th that we will be predicting next week. And Carl's not going to like my prediction next week for that. But we'll get there when we get there. So <laughs> Champions League quarterfinals these are tomorrow's matches the episode will be already or the matches will already have happened by the time the episode is posted but But we're predicting before they happen yes so i'm gonna take byron four nil yeah i was about to say (laughs) like i'm gonna take byron four nil and i'm gonna take madrid two nil damn all right statement matches for both sides I'm going to take Liverpool 2-1 over Benfica. Okay. I just, having a 3-1 lead, I don't think you need to go out there and dominate super hard. I think they're going to try to, but Benfica's a great side, and Darwin Nunez is special. Oh, I agree with that. I am going to take City another 1-0 over Atletico. I don't think you're ever going to be able to put four or five goals by Atletico. I think they're... Atletico's just way too defensive, especially playing that 5-5. I don't know if one. they'll play the 5-5. Five, five, no, it's just 5-5-0, five, five, oh, not 5-5-1. Five, five, yeah, I know, but I was just talking about the keeper. Well, I don't know why I said 1. I'm a dummy for that. Even if you did, it would be 1-5-5. One, 1-5-5, five, five. One, five, five, yeah. exactly. But those are my Champions League predictions. I'm running with them. I'm excited for Liverpool's hopeful crash course with Bayern. I would love it to be Villarreal, but I don't think it's going to be. And I then, don't think it's going to be either. And then a City... Real Madrid matchup would be beautiful. I agree. One of the greatest things that I would love to see before you go is a Liverpool City Champions League final. A Liverpool City? Yes. Yeah, I guess. It would be every single time they get together, it's an exhilarating match. And if it were in the Champions League final, it would be... I agree. It would be a very back and forth game, yep. but I want Bayern to win everything at this current point. So I'm taking Bayern four nil over Villarreal, very similar to Brian. Uh, Real Madrid. I'm going to be taking over Chelsea three one. I think they're literally just going to do the same thing. Like they they're playing amazing football. I think um, Junior will probably end up on the score sheet. If you guys are wondering who Junior is, it's Vinicius Junior, the best left winger in the world right now. Yeah. Um. Atletico versus Shitty. Um, Shitty has to win. Like Atletico just are not that counter-attacking team. And if they try to play that way against City, they are getting clapped. Yep. So I'm actually gonna say 2-0 City because Atletico sort of have to play on the front foot. And that's that's a huge issue with their play style. They love playing complacent and just being able to take goals when they come to them. They're not that's gonna, not come gonna to happen. Them. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, And then I'm taking Liverpool 3-1 over Benfica. I think Liverpool are going to play an amazing match just like they just did. And like you said, um, Benfica has an amazing striker. So, yeah, 
don't really want to knock him. Yeah, yeah. So that's all we yeah. got in terms of predictions, in terms of conversation, in terms of everything. Um, I'm just going to plug our Instagram again. Go check it out because Val does a great job. It's at the High Kicks podcast. We have a TikTok, same thing. I don't post anything. We have a Twitter, same thing. I don't post anything. We have a Twitch. We should post stuff. I don't have enough internet to stream anything. I'll probably start doing that when I'm home for the summer. Um, I also have to plug one more thing. So I've been working on a podcast for school that focuses around Title IX, which is the Equality Act of... 1972 in the united states and it's called behind the nine it's hosted by dr ellen j starowski of ithaca college she is nationally renowned academic in that space it's co-hosted by um espn fox sports reporter um renee washington our guests include tegan graham of brigham young university women's basketball um national champion Letitia Amahir from the University of South Carolina. Dr. Ajane Keaton of, um, I believe she's at Louisville now and she played basketball at Colorado State. I might have those mixed up. I apologize if I do. And Val Ackerman, the commissioner of the Big East Athletic Conference. We've been working on this show since about January and it drops on Friday. So I'm really, really excited for that. And I think you guys should go check it out because it's a short, like 25, 26 minute episode and it's very compelling. The conversations are great. And yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see how the Premier League title race plays out. I'm excited to keep watching the Champions League. Uh, I'm excited to see United stutter because I like roasting Carl. I hate you, Brian. Love you too, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully we have a better recording schedule soon and we'll see you guys next week. Much love. Peace. Peace.